So I keep getting a notification that my the YouTube version of this podcast is being blocked in some countries, and it's because I start the podcast off with music, and that immediately triggers some kind of algorithm to go, hey, this is copyrighted music, just an FYI, we're going to block this in some countries. So I wonder if I start off with just me speaking and then do the intro music, will that stop it from being triggered? I wonder. So as the title says, yes, spite is an incredible motivator. I've brought up spite um, as motivation in several, just the titles of episodes of this podcast alone, several times. And it's usually that, uh, it's usually, for example, the spite resolution that I've done uh, a couple of years in a row and will con- continue to do it. Um, at one point, I said something about a uh, doing a spite donation uh, in which good comes out of um, spite, that even though your motivation is not necessarily um, pure, the end result is the same as if your donation or your actions were came from um, a good place that it doesn't matter ultimately it's what the res- the end result so I recently became very upset last week no you John yes I did become uh, very upset hello is this is still sober with John Raven um, if you're a sober person hope you're staying sober if you're not a sober person hope you're staying sane anyway as I was saying I got upset. And it had to do with a a thing that's going on between the company that I work for and the bigger company that is essentially our landlord and the relationship that's kind of strained um, as it's wrapping up because we're, we're probably going to be moving. And it has to do with all of that. And I was given uh, some extra work that I didn't want and that basically is based out of um, stuff that uh, is not my fault. And it's – I think that's what irritates me the most is when I have to do extra work because somebody else screwed up. It's the worst. Well, it's not the worst ever, but it's it's not great. And uh, so because of that, I ended up doing the work in, uh, and got overtime out of it. I did it on one of my off days. I just did it. And I – but spite, I did it out of spite. It was a very much the whole day that I did it. Now you're keeping this vague. I could give you details, but honestly, the details are boring. You know, sometimes, you know, people like, oh, let me tell you about my day. And then you stop and you go, wait a minute. There's a lot of backstory. And ultimately, it's only interesting to the people involved. I'm going to save you 
the details and just be vague because I'm already borderline uninteresting. So I accomplished what I needed to accomplish and I was in a state of spite the whole time. It was very much a very just kind of, fuck you, I can't do this, but because I want to do it. Uh, this, oh, you, yeah, you motherfucker. Like it, just the whole time while listening to, you know, angry music. Um, but it's very uh, cathartic. It really was like, uh, at the end, it was like, huh, hey, I accomplished something here. That's great. And it, it almost like turning a negative into a positive. It's like using negativity and turning that into a positive. Uh, and ultimately, the thing about it is, is that it's, you know, that you're picking a side that is as your target, as the people to blame, when in fact the blame is spread among multiple parties. None of which are me, which is where the spite comes from and the anger. But you focus, when you do use spite as a motivator, you focus that anger and, uh, you know, a tad bit of rage on one of the parties involved as these motherfuckers right here. You're going to do this to me, even though they are not fully to blame. They only may be partly to blame. They may not even be mostly to blame. But it doesn't matter. Because with the motivation, as long as you know in your head, it, ultimately you can you find out the truth and you're like, okay, yeah, I mean, I can see their side and you just do whatever. But you, but you just use them to get the job done. And then afterwards, you can then back off and, and, and think more reasonably. But in the, in the heat of it, fuck it, man, go to town. I don't know if that's even helpful. But sometimes making somebody the bad guy in order to do something, get something done, I don't see that as a negative. I don't see that as wrong. When you ultimately know the truth and you're just using it for, you know, for fuel – the hell does it matter? It's not like you're, you know, a journalist. Not like you're in a position um, where ethics might be important. You're just getting the job done. So I don't know. That's I, I don't know if that's something that uh, I'm like, well, I learned a lesson here. Did I? Am I justifying uh, negative thoughts? Probably. But good came out of it. Ultimately, at the end of it all, I was satisfied with getting shit done. And uh, and so I would just I just wanted to share that, uh, hey, you know, negativity and spite is a hell of a motivator. And sometimes, you know, I wouldn't go through life that way. But sometimes, every once in a while, when you need that little extra oomph, maybe you're getting too old to be drinking energy drinks and you should back the fuck off on that stuff and you need to find it elsewhere. It's like you and caffeine. 
And that's, that's how you do it. Because ultimately, I get it that there are two sides to every so- story. But as I've said before, and, uh, and I've tried to make this uh, work on stage, but uh, uh, some audiences don't go for it, which is that, uh, you know, uh, trying to understand uh, both sides, it doesn't ultimately, you, what you need to understand is that every, you know, everybody has a side. Jeffrey Dahmer had a side of the story. That doesn't mean the side is right. You know, you don't go, everybody, wait, hang on. Everybody stop for a second. Let's let's put the pitchforks and the torches down for a second, Jeffrey. We'd like to hear your side of the story. I was hungry. Well, there you go. Now you guys feel better? So, do with that what you will. This podcast is sponsored by no one. But if it could be sponsored by somebody, I'd want it to be sponsored by Bluebell Ice Cream out of Brenham, Texas. We have Bluebell in Texas and in the surrounding areas, probably. I don't know how far Bluebell goes, but if you're not familiar with the ice cream, you are missing the fuck out. And also, and when I say sponsored, I wish it was sponsored by Blue Bluebell. I wish it was sponsored by one flavor in particular, which is Dr. Pepper Float. Holy shit, you guys. I can't believe it's taken this long. I can't believe we've come this far in society. We're dealing with chat GPT and AI-generated images, AI-generated music, AI-generated this, AI-generated that, and yet it took this long at the same time that we're taking huge leaps in dangerous technology that may help or destroy us. We're finally getting Dr. Pepper float flavored ice cream. Why? Why did it take so long? Everyone in Texas, we love Bluebell. Well, not everyone, but the majority of people in Texas who aren't psychopaths or Yankees or Californians, we like Bluebell ice cream. And we all like Dr. Pepper. We don't like Coca-Cola. We sure as shit don't like Pepsi. Some of us lean towards Mr. Pibb, if you can find it. But Dr. Pepper is the shit. So why haven't we had this before? It is the second best ice cream I've ever had. Also happening right now, another flavor of Bluebell that could also sponsor this podcast is oatmeal cream pie Bluebell ice cream. God damn. I have both of those in my freezer right now. And I'm starting to become lactose intolerant as I'm gaining, getting older. But it's fucking worth it. Oatmeal cream pie bluebell ice cream is so good that the only thing better that exists right now is Dr. Pepper float flavored bluebell ice cream. Jesus Christ. Well, what's your favorite? My favorite they don't make anymore. And uh, it was a limited time only and it was bluebell 
and it was called Dos Amigos, and it was Mexican vanilla and Mexican chocolate, and it was goddamn amazing. But that's not being offered anywhere anymore. It was a limited time only flavor, and that sucks. But man, if you have access to Bluebell ice cream, go to the store. You will see it. I don't know if they sell it in pints. You'll have to get the whole half gallon, like the two quart, whatever thing it is. You're going to have to get it, but you'll see it. It'll say Dr. Pepper float on it. You got, you've got to go do it. You have to make up an excuse to go to the grocery store and get it. You'll know you can get it if you've got an HEB in your city. If you don't have an HEB in your city, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know why you, you would live in a place that where you would settle for an Albertsons or a Kroger. I don't know why you would do that to yourself. There's got to be another option, you would think. But if you do have an HEB, I guarantee you in that HEB, there is a Dr. Pepper float flavored vanilla bluebell ice cream. You got ugh, ugh, I can't. Anyway, I wish this uh, podcast was sponsored by that. That's it. So I don't, it's, it's not important what my opinion of um, all these advances in AI are. That's not important. But I'm going to give it to you because it's, I've been thinking about it a lot. And I listened to uh, an interview with the, like the CEO of ChatGPT, um, Lex Friedman interviewed him, I think, over a month ago. And, um, and it was a, you know, it was a fascinating interview just listening to his perspective on it. Um, my initial feeling had a little bit of fear in it. And I guess that's, that's, that should be understandable. Any new technology, there should be some fear and, uh, and sure, they're like, well, you know, there's a lot of fear when the television came out. And then there's a lot of fear when the internet came about and then social media. And um, Although, honestly, the fears about social media are warranted. But I'll get to that in a second. But I've never really thought of AI as being a thing that is going to destroy us in the same manner as the Terminator movies and other sci-fi ripoffs of Terminator, which is basically that Skynet took over and decided same thing with, I guess the matrix and anything else is where um, artificial intelligence determines that the only way to save humans is to destroy them or to keep them, you know, confined to their homes and, you know, under uh, some kind of a oppressive uh, society and regime, you know. Um, that's not really what uh, what I've always 
But my my biggest concern was because I didn't think that AI um, would get to a point where it would become sentient and it would be uh, aware of itself. Um, I think it's only as dangerous as the people who program it. And that, to me, was the biggest concern is like, well, how the fuck do we know what uh, the motivations are behind the people who are making this stuff? You know, all, all it takes is one person in in there who's, uh, you know, borderline personality uh, psychopath who's uh, really good at programming. Because he stays at home and has a lot of thoughts about it. Uh, you know, where is that going to go? But the more that I, I think about it, because they talk about, because here's the deal is when you use uh, like chat GPT, for example, or whatever, and it, it pulls information and it writes and it can write things for you. And it, but it pulls all this information from the web and it just, but the thing is, is that a robot the program is not biased. It's only going to pull the information. It's not going to withhold information from you because of personal bias. It's just going to pull whatever it can that it seems that it has access to. And if you run it multiple times, you're going to get different iterations and you're going to get different kinds of uh, information. But for the most part, it seems to me that you're going to actually – that you can actually get um, more nuance from a robot than you can from a person. So like concerns about getting um, you know, some kind of bias you know, from a machine, how is that any different than what we're already dealing with with any kind of writing? Or with any kind of when a person does it, it's already people are already complaining. So, moving over to a robot doing it versus a person, like if we're already here, that shouldn't be the reason to go. I don't know this this robot. Your AI seems woke to me. That seems weird. <clears throat> Also, that is what some people are complaining is like, uh, this chat GPT seems to be more woke. That may be a sign that you've gotten to a place where you're too fucking biased to understand um, nuance of both sides. Presenting something, trying to present two sides of an argument is just information going, hey, here's the thing. Here's the information I found. You know. A lot of it's not correct because I am not a fat check, fact checker. I am just somebody who assimilates data. Um, same thing with the Google. It's like, you know, it's it's not – it's a tool. It's not meant to, uh, to conform to the way that you believe. That's, that's for you to, uh, to figure out on your own. So that's kind of what I – what I think about it is I'm like, I'm not too, uh, I'm not really concerned about it at that level. That's, that does not bother me. But ultimately, 
when it comes to diving in, like signing up and using it and stuff, I feel like I don't know if I'm going to. I feel like this may be where I stop and go, yeah, you guys go ahead. Oh, enjoy. I think people are already having a problem dealing with reality. We can't even agree on what is real news and what is fake news. Like it's people don't want to believe. A lot of people don't want to even believe what they see. They don't believe what they read if it conflicts with something that they don't uh, that they don't like. So imagine bringing in um, CGI, like robots creating CGI shit, and uh, artificial intelligence creating, uh, you know, recreating, you know, your your speech pattern. So suddenly, like. Like there's already AI generated like podcasts to make it sound like um, somebody's talking to somebody else and it's not even real, you know, or suddenly uh, somebody who's dead is singing a duet with somebody else who's dead and um, they've never met and never met in real life. So they sure as shit are not singing a duet, but there they are. And they're singing a song that was also written by a computer um, with no soul, uh, no emotion and no heart. So it's cute. I know it's a novelty, but there's no heart to it. A lot of, you know, it's one of the, the aspects of the writer's strike going on is people are concerned about losing their jobs and AI writing television show episodes without them needing, you know, and then they don't, you know, get paid, um, which is under, you know, that's, that's true. Although my argument is if you're the show that you're writing on is so garbage that a robot that is not, you know, and it, that that uh, AI in its infancy can write as good as you, or that can write you know just as good. They're like I can write shit too. Great, great. I mean, does it really matter if there are actual physical writers or a computer writing a an episode of a sitcom for children on the Disney Channel? Does it really matter? You know, it's. As opposed to, I mean, AI can't write a fucking episode of Succession or Barry. So how is it going to, you know, it's, you should probably pay good writers. You know, that's, that's that for them to decide. It's, uh, the fact is that uh, the only people that care about the writer's strike are the writers and the people that um, hire writers. The rest of us are all like, yeah, we're dealing with some uh, other things going on. So, you know, I just need to uh, pay rent and feed my family. Well, so do they. Um, but that's their thing. But um, ultimately, so, but my point is somewhere way back there, I had a point. And the point was that um, I got to a point 
or I started thinking that what would have happened had I, after MySpace, if I had just stopped and not continued forward and not gotten on Facebook, not gotten on Instagram, not gotten on uh, Twitter, and I just stopped it there, how would I, how would my life be, how would I be uh, emotionally and um, mentally if I had never looked at social media on a phone, then MySpace was the last thing. It's interesting thinking about it. What if the last, what is it, um, 16 years? What if for the past 16 years I had not been dealing with all those and just been living in the real world? And it's that kind of thought process that made me think that this next step into dealing into, with uh, chat GPT and these kind of things, um, immersing myself into a virtual world and uh, a world that's not real and made up. What if I don't take a step forward and go, I don't know. What if I draw the line here and like, I'm going to just turn old and just li live in the real world. I mean, if you want to use this technology into things that I already use, maybe it will, uh, maybe it'll make Google searches easier. Maybe it'll make certain um, apps and certain uh, things that I use on a day-to-day -day basis. Maybe it makes my, uh, makes playlists, AI generates a playlist that they can use on Spotify instead of handpicked by um, uh, somebody who's underpaid. <laughs> no more, you've lost your job. But, uh, but maybe it, maybe it does that. Yeah, maybe then, you know, technically I'll be using it, but I won't be using it. You know what I mean? I'll be using the app, but not diving into the technology and creating, um, you know, heartless art <laughs> that has no humanity in it. Just this randomly generated thing to look at or to read. I'm like, that's, that's not for me. I think I'm, think I'm going to draw the line. I may change my mind. And if I change my mind, I'll let you know. But uh, I don't think that's going to be for me. It's just, uh, I'm turning 50 this year. What am I going to do here, man? You know, I don't, uh, I'm, just, I'm just like, no, you guys have fun. You know, if I don't dance on TikTok, I didn't get on TikTok. I'm not getting on this. I'll watch you. I'll read about it. I'll certainly uh, listen to people talk about it, but uh, I think that's about it. Uh, stillsoberpod at gmail.com uh, for any questions or comments that are positive to neutral. Appreciate it. Uh, have a good week. It's starting to warm up out there. Welcome to summer. We'll see you next week. Later. Inside. Disconnect the telephone